Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, somebody go ahead and put your hands together. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Quickly turn your Bibles with me, if you will, to the book of Malachi. The last book in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you here? All right. Chapter 1 verse number 6. Malachi chapter 1 verse number 6. The Bible says A son honoreth his father and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you, O priests that despise my name. And ye say, Wherein have we despised thy name? Ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar. And ye say, Wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy person? Say the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. Maybe we should take it from the NLT, then you understand it even better. The NLT says, Isn't it true that a son honors his father and a worker his master? Is that not true? Isn't it true that a son honors his father and a worker his master? That is why when you are not able to go to work, you send a sick leave or you write a letter to tell them why you are not coming. Is that not it? That is honor. That is the reverence we give to our masters and people who are in charge of us. Isn't it true that a son honors his father and a worker his master? So if I'm your father, where is the honor? If I'm your master, where is the respect? God of the angels army calling you on the carpet. Your priests despise me. You say, not so. How do we despise you? By your 
shoddy, sloppy, defiling worship. You ask, what do, do you mean? Defiling was defiling about. Defiling, what was defiling about it? Seven and eight. The Bible says, when you say the altar of the Lord is not important anymore, when you say the altar of the Lord, giving offering, paying your tithe is not important anymore. Worship God. Worship of God is no longer a priority. That's defiling. And when you offer worthless animals for sacrifice in worship, animals that you are trying to get rid of, can you see it? Animals you are trying to... Oh, I can't hear you. Animals you are trying to... It's like this animal is going to die anyway. This animal is coughing. It's going to die. Let me quickly package it and send it to God for sacrifice. God says, and when you offer weightless animal for sacrifice in worship, animals you are trying to get rid of, blind and sick and crippled animals, isn't that defiling? Try a trick like that with your banker or your senator, how far do you think it will get you? God of the angels army asks you. Hallelujah. Amen. So here God is trying to draw our attention to the fact that you may not see him in this building as uh, we are taking the offering, we are giving the tithes, and we are giving the seeds. But it says that you wouldn't offer certain things to your governors, your senators, your bankers, people that are important to you. So how do we come to God and present the same shoddy, sloppy things that are not representable? I mean, it's not a certain way. You bring it to God. It's like, oh, as for God, anything works. As for God, he cannot see it. And God is asking us that if our governor, he said, try that trick with your employer, with your governor, and see whether you even have a job again. The things that you offer, things you are trying to get rid of, you want to give somebody a shirt. Who told you you cannot give somebody a new shirt? Who told you somebody is, they, they hate a, a new uh, pants or trousers. You wait when the shirt is about to, the armpit, everything is colored. You can see that at the next sitting, when you even jump, it's going to open up. Then you iron it and package it and you are giving it as a gift. Is that not how we do? Sometimes the gift that you are giving to somebody, you know that the thing, you cannot use it any longer. You don't have any use for it. It's not working. You can see that the shoe, the heels are about to come off and you keep it. Is that Taki? Wow. I was just thinking about you yesterday. I said, I need to call Taki. I did not know you were coming today. Good to see you. Hallelujah. Amen. So God said that these things, you try it. Try it. If you cannot give it to your governor who has not put breath of life in you, 
If you cannot give it to your employer who has not given you life and has not given you strength and you reverence and you respect such people, how do we think about giving such things to God? Why are you trying to, the coins that you don't like, even when you go to uh, shop right or wherever you are going to buy, there are some coins, five cents, a lot of it, even when you are paying, whether you yourself you are feeling ashamed. You don't use those ones because it's like a lot of it. Hmm? Five cents, you need 20 of them in order to have one run. And you are buying something, 15 rand. Will you, you even avoid it. You even, you don't, you have it. But you don't, it feels some way. But when you come to something you are trying to get rid of, you cannot keep it in your pocket because the weight of it. You cannot keep it in your handbag because it doesn't work. You have something, plastic, that you, something. Not that you have given the actual offering, you are adding this, but it's like something that cannot be used is difficult to use. That is what you are bringing it to God. And God says they re-examine. Is that an honor? Is that a respect? Hallelujah. You see, so sometimes we may not even know that we don't regard God. Sometimes we may not even know that we don't respect God, that we treat God with contempt. Meanwhile, you are the one who is calling on your God, if you will help me, if you bless me, I want to do this. The way you treat God, do you think that if God was to treat you the same way, if God was to treat you the same way, you need a lot of things. If God was to take care of those who actually respect him, then turn to you. Where will you be in the line, in the queue? So we need to begin to also see that whatever we are doing for God or as we are giving, we are paying our tithe. Even the tithe, the Bible said it should be the first and best. You shouldn't spend all your money then when some is left. Do you understand? But God must be the first. Amen. It's today that some ladies don't mind being second wives. Be very careful when you ask a lady whether she will want to be a second wife. Now, today, ladies, they don't even know. Yeah. So I don't mind. A second wife is just like a spare tie. The actual person is there. Have you seen somebody uh, using a spare tie? The only time a spare tie is needed is when the actual tie is not working. And some of us, that is what God is to us. That is what God. You see, there are so many things in our heart that you need to make adjustments. Nobody knows. Only you know how you value God, how important God is to you. Hallelujah. It may be a two-run. It may be, look at what Jesus said about the lady who gave her widow's might. He said, she has given more than even the rich people. She gave more than all of them. Hallelujah. So it's never the amount. Do you understand? But it's in comparison to what you have and what you really think of God. Hallelujah. It could be five run, but you, even the way you prepared it, the way you prepared it, 
You had only 10 rand, and you've taken five. You've ironed it, you've put it in an envelope. It's like from Monday, you are waiting to come and honor God. It's like he, he, you have thought of him. Hallelujah. Not that you never consider who God is. You just went on spending spree. You have done your shopping, everything. Then you come on Sunday, you check. Is there any surplus? Is there any loose coin? Is there something that I don't need that I can get rid of? Then that is to God. And I'm saying that God, you may think that God doesn't see. God sees all such things. It's in time of need, a day that you are coughing and they say it's not COVID, but it's also not going. That is why you need to, you know, many people, they, they, the only time they begin to see the importance of God is when doctors say that they are not sick and they think that they are sick. When things are not working the way it's supposed to work, then they begin to say, oh, please have mercy on me. Please. Then they begin to see. But when things are going on, they don't even remember that it is because God has kept them. That's why they are not sick. It is because God has been so kind to us. That's why we have not experienced so many things. Hallelujah. So this uh, morning, as we give our tithe, we give our offering, and we give our seed. I need you to do it as an honor. Hallelujah. Yeah, I say a father receives an honor from his son. And a master will want some respect from his uh, servant. Hallelujah. So if God is our father, if you're a daughter of God, don't just throw something. Don't just throw something at him. But even the way you present it. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sometimes the way you give it is an honor. Somebody can give you a thousand, it will not be honoring. And somebody can give you a hundred and it's honoring. Now somebody comes and gives you a thousand or even three thousand. He's wrapped the money in his hand. He said, Charlie, I want to tip you. Then you get it. Then another person, he takes an envelope. All he has is hundred rand. He puts it in the envelope. Come and see you so I just want to say thank you. Which of them will you prefer? Yeah, even the way you have presented it is honoring. Hallelujah. So sometimes it's, you are giving anyway. Even if it is five francs, that is what you have to give. But do it in an honorable way. Hallelujah. Yeah, honor God. Let the thing that you are doing, let it be honorable. Hallelujah. So that God can also say that my daughter, my son, honest uh, me. Amen. Take your offering, take your tithe, take your seed. As you have bought your Christmas dress, your Christmas shoe, Christmas chicken, all the, I think that you should also think about God. What is it that you are also going to give God? So take a very powerful seed and offering your tithe, and let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we refuse to offer blind and sick and crippled animals. We refuse to offer polluted bread upon your altar. We refuse to give that which we want to get rid of. Lord, out of all you have given us, we bring you our offering, 
the tithes, we come to honor you. And Lord, we say, you are our father. We honor you. Thank you for giving us the gift of life. Thank you for all you have done for us from January up to this time. All we have has come through you. And we say thank you. Thank you for good health. Thank you for your blessings upon our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this blessed opportunity we have to be in your presence. May we not be the same because we came. Holy Spirit of God, please have your way and let your will be done. We thank you. We bless you for all you have planned for us today. Lord, we pray for your touch. We pray for your healing. We pray for your impartation. Oh, yes, deliver us from every attack of the enemy. And Lord, heal our bodies. Turn our situations around and let your glory be seen in our lives. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. And all shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. We want to continue with what we started We've been sharing and talking about how you can become a strong Christian. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell the person sitting by you, are you a strong Christian? Ask the person, maybe I need to find, are you a Christian to start with? And ask the person, who is a strong Christian? When we say a strong Christian, what does it mean? Ask the person. Do you know what it means to be a strong Christian? Tell the person, you know Toyota. You know Mazda. You know Mercedes-Benz. But do you know a strong Christian? Ask the person, if you see a strong Christian, will you see, will you be able to identify a strong Christian? Hallelujah. So this is the uh, class of the issue. This is it. How many have been, I mean, around for some time? You've been around for some time. And if up to this time, okay, you cannot identify who is a strong Christian. Because if you see two people dancing right now, you know, oh, this one is a better dancer. Oh, we just need to call two people. You will know who is the best or better of. If we call two people to sing, you will tell me that oh, this person sings better than this. Oh, when we call two people, you will be able to tell them this is shorter and this is taller. This is fatter. Every you can be able to identify. But I'm now trying to find out the thing that we've been doing for years. You got born again all yesterday. It's been some time now. Will you be able to say, do you even know what it means to be a strong Christian? 
Will you be able to say you are a strong Christian? If you are not a strong Christian, then what are you? What makes a person a strong Christian? Hello? Are you here? What makes a person a strong Christian? We've looked at all those things. So we notice that we need strength. So our foundational scripture is in Ephesians chapter 6, reading from verse number 10. Let's go. Let's read it together. One, go. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Mm? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, put the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand in the evil day and therefore to stand. Stand therefore having your loins girded about with and having on the breastplate of righteousness. Hey, some people are still not reading it. Let's take it. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that he may be able to withstand in evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins girded about with and on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet sought with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Continue. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench the of the wicked. The next one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all and supplication for all saints. Put your hands together for yourself. This is a scripture that you need to take your time and learn it, memorize it, and you begin to understand. Hallelujah. So Paul tells us that we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And he gets, even he says, finally. Even that one alone means something. That finally means something. That, look, you cannot be a Christian. If you're a Christian, you need to come to a place that you need to be strong. Hallelujah. And he explains that because we are dealing with entities, we are dealing with beings, we are dealing with demons, and the demons, he tells us the group of demons that we are dealing with. Do you understand? It's like how we say that uh, these are beds, or this is poultry, okay? Then we say that this is in the cattle family. 
Hmm? Yeah, then we say this is fishes. They say these are insects. So you see, when you look at what they say, when they say uh, principalities, powers, okay, rulers of darkness, of this world, spiritual wickedness, it's not the same thing. It's not like the same uh, uh, description for one thing. They are different kind. For instance, if you want to kill a pig, a pig is not a goat. A pig is not a chicken. You need to know how to do it. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So if you don't understand even what you are dealing with, you're already defeated. So the Bible just said, because we are dealing with all these entities, we need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind so that we'll be able to stand against all the wiles of the devil, the methods, the strategies, the schemes, the ploy, do you understand? The scheming. The devil is plotting. The devil is working something against you. And he tells you the things, the different category of things that he's using. He uses principalities. He uses powers. He uses rulers of darkness of this world. He uses spiritual wickedness in high places. He tells you all these kind of things. So if you don't become strong and some of these things are disturbing you, then it is not God who did not warn you. Hallelujah. As the Christmas is coming, you will see. You will see that these entities are going to work together. I'm telling you. They are going to, I mean, come out and make a feast of people. But you must be so strong that they cannot add you to people they are going to destroy. I say you must be so strong that you will not be part of those that the enemy is planning to destroy this Christmas. As people celebrate Christmas and they buy their chicken and beef and all that, what do you think that the devils also do? What do you think that they will be doing? They also are planning that this Christmas, these are the people that we are selecting. But may your name never be on that list. And even if your name is on that list, you are so you should be so strong that it doesn't work. Yeah. I say you should be so strong that it doesn't work. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. The Christmas has not started. The festivities are not closer, but somebody has already backslided. Yeah. The thing has not started. Are you here? Yeah. In the name of enjoyment, oh, it's Christmas. Christmas means Christ must be maximized. Christmas, maximum Christ. So if there is anything we need to put on in Christmas, Christ must be increased in everything we do. Christmas is the day that we are remembering, we have chosen to remember the birth. Hallelujah. So how do we remember the birth of Christ by sinning? How do we honor God in our bodies by drinking, fornicating, and doing all the wrong things if we are remembering Christ? It cannot be. But the devil, you see, the birth of Christ 
has caused even unbelievers to receive bonuses. That is how powerful God is. That the coming of Christ, Muslims, unbelievers, all kinds of people are giving bonus because we are remembering the birth of our Savior. Hallelujah. And instead of turning back and saying, thank you, God, for your son, we rather go around doing all sorts of things as though that is what the person stands for. So if you're a Christian, this is about a time that we need to put Christ in Christmas. Can I hear a loudest amen? Amen. Okay. So we notice that these are the entities, and the Bible says that there is a defense. There is a defense mechanism. There is something you need to put on so that you'll be able to stand against all the tricks all the schemes, the strategies, the plan, the ploy, and the methods that the enemy is deploying. And the Bible begins to tell us that we should put on, okay, the belt of truth. In other words, what makes you, you may not understand. You see, if you are here, if you are here and you are not well a belt, if you are here and you are barefooted, that do you need to come closer Am I wearing a, a shoe? As I stand here, if I'm, you can see I'm wearing a shoe. Is that not it? Yes. Can't you see my belt? Yes. Yeah. If I, I am bare-chested, you will see it. You don't need any effort. If I don't have a belt on, you will see it. If I don't have a shoe on, you will see it. So many Christians don't understand that in the spirit, when you don't tell the truth, you don't have belt on. So demons don't need to come closer before they will see that this guy we can destroy him because there's no belt on. Demons don't come. Look, look at our uh, sisters. Those who are wearing uh, uh, caps, come quickly, quickly. Do you need to come closer to examine whether they are wearing caps? Can you see that they are wearing caps? And we can even see the color of caps that they are wearing. If this is the helmet of salvation, you see, in the spirit, demons don't need to come closer before they will know whether you are born again. Demons, evil spirit, in the spirit, when you are not wearing helmet, you have seen just as we can see they are wearing caps. So the things that we read about, you need to really see it in in terms of having a, 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 a discerning that if you don't tell the truth, in the spirit, there's no bells. If you are not born again, in the spirit, there's no helmet. If you are not righteous, in the spirit, you are bare-chested. Are you there? Yeah. If you don't have faith, in the spirit, there's no sword. If you don't have the word of God, in the spirit, there's no sword. So some of us in the spirit, we are naked. Without a belt, without a helmet, without a shield, without a sword, hmm? and we are barefooted. That is why the enemy can choose to do anything. So the Bible said that look, this is what happens. If you want to, you want to really be standing at the end of all that the uh, uh, these powers are going to do, put on. Put on your righteousness, it will cover your chest and your beautiful breast, it will cover it. 
There must be truth. As you tell the truth, suddenly you have a big belt like a, 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 a boxer's title. You have a, the belt even also protects you. Things can be hung on. Suddenly, as you have the gospel, as you preach, as you know gospel, suddenly you are wearing a, a, a timberland. You are wearing something. So you need to know, as you are born again and you, you retain the knowledge of salvation, suddenly you are wearing something, helmet. As you have faith in the word of God, you are having a sword. As you have the word of God in you, you are having a sword. Even now, if you go out on this pavement and you see, you see somebody coming with a, a knife. As you are coming, you are walking. You are walking and you see somebody with a knife, then you cross to the other side. Then the person also crosses. You, you cross here, then he also come here. You stand. You stand, you are watching, you also stand. You do that, you notice that you, either you begin to scream for help, or your heart will begin to pound and beat. You say that today is the day. So the enemy is not afraid of you. As you can see, that you don't have any weapon. You don't have, even if he attacks you, he can see that you, you don't have any weapon with which. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for them. So we have noticed, we've gone through this. We've gone through this. We've noticed the six reasons why we must strengthen ourselves. Hallelujah. Yeah. And we went further to find out what it means to be strong. What does it mean to be a strong Christian? We saw nine things. Do you remember? What was the first one? To be a strong Christian. When we say somebody is a strong Christian, when we say somebody has passed a matric or is finished matric, it means he has passed at least seven subjects. Hello? If we say that somebody has uh, passed his driver's license, code eight or code ten, we know what it means. Is that not it? So when we say that somebody is a strong Christian, what does it mean? Nine things. Number one, it means the person has developed what? A deeper Christian life. Number two, the person is steadfast. The stead, the, you know, to be steadfast means that you are moving. You are going to work, you are going to school, you are a Christian. But it doesn't take you off God. You are steadfast. Hallelujah. Number three, unmovable. Money is not able to move you out of Christ. Marriage is not able to move you out of salvation. Your children are not able to move you. Your job, your friends, offenses, hate, bitterness are not able to take you. Somebody can be so offended that he said, look, I'll put Christ aside. You are unmovable. So somebody has done something very bitter. Maybe the person who was going to get married to you, your friend has taken. Has taken over your beloved. And you can see that, hey, they are coming to get married. When you see it, your heart is beating. You are enraged, bitter, everything. 
Even that one should not let you backslide. Hello? You need to find out what is it that will take me out. When we say the person is unmovable, it means that nothing. Offenses. Offenses. Gossip about you. Lies about you. Different things. You can be accused. Accusation. Things that you have not done. Like one uh, girl said, something I didn't do. They say I didn't do it. <laughs> it's another, another, another thing we can talk about another time. But what you have not done, they said you have done it. R- rumors are moving around that you are sleeping with somebody that you don't even know. Something you didn't do, they say you didn't do it. <laughs> but sometimes they are accusing you that you are sleeping with brother A. Mm-hmm. Say, ah, how can the body, it's not brother A, but it's brother B. You get it. So that one, you are not able to say much. It's true that you are sleeping around, but it's not brother A. It's true that you are misbehaved, but it's not with sister B. You are going out with Ricky Z. Do you know Tulin Jali? You don't know Tulin Jali? Oh, finance. Hallelujah. So, accusation, you can be accused. Oh, yes, you can be accused. And all this in the aim of the enemy is to move you to say that, look, I, I don't want to see these people. He will not tell you that he wants, to go to, he wants you to go to hell. But different things. So to be a strong Christian is to be unmovable. Number four is to be spiritual. You need to be able to find out what I'm doing. What is the spiritual implication? A spiritual person is the one who walks on the word of God. What does the word of God say about what I'm doing? Hallelujah. What is the implication of what I'm doing? Amen. What I'm doing, what does the word of God say about it? My behavior. You should be able to say, what verse is this? What verse am I I fulfilling? Your behavior, what is it? What you are doing? A spiritual person walks on the word of God. That's a spiritual person. Amen. Number five. Be holy. Holy means special. Be special. Don't do what everybody is doing. To be holy means you are different from everybody else. To be holy does not mean you don't have sex. No. It's just one of the things. Everybody is Drinking, you don't drink. You are special to God. Be holy. Holy means special. Tell somebody, be special. special. Number six. To be matured. Now, maturity has nothing to do with age. There are people who are old, but very childish. Yeah. To be matured. Maturity, if you are matured, you are stable. If you are matured, you notice that there are things that makes you a mature person. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Paul said, I could not speak to you as spiritual or as mature people because you, you, you were babes. You still need milk. You, you cannot eat meat. Children, you cannot talk about other issues. Even coming to church, different things is difficult for How can we talk about doctrinal issues? You get it? Should ladies uh, preach? Can we have lady pastors? Can ladies wear uh, uh, pants, trousers? Should ladies cover their hair with a scarf? Or the different things in the Bible that people don't understand. But if you are matured, we can talk about it and it will not confuse you. But if you are not matured, you notice that. You, you see, a mature person knows A, but he knows also B. He knows that A is true, but B is also true. Hallelujah. Yeah, a mature person knows that there are a lot of options. But if you are not matured, there's no option. You are one way, one way. Do you understand? You are rigid. If you are not matured, you are rigid. You don't see anything apart from the one that you know. Number eight. To be zealously affected. That should be number seven. To be zealously affected. Yeah, to be a strong Christian means that you are zealously affected. You have zeal. You have unquenchable fire in you. There's a zeal for you to join any good thing that God is doing. Amen. Amen. You are zealously affected. Some of us, we don't have zeal. We are always down. If your mother or your father was to be down every day, do you think that they can encourage you? They have their own problems, bigger than, but when you see them, they hide what they are going through and advise you. You may think that your mother doesn't have a problem because you've not seen your mother crying before. She goes to the room and locks the door and cry alone. When you knock them, you go and wash the face as though she is brushing the teeth. No, she was crying. She doesn't want you to see. Mature people go through things, but you don't know what they are going through. See, if a child is wearing a shoe and there's even a particle, a stone in it, you see that. But you see that a mature person is moving, or there's something in the shoe. But I can see that it's moving gently. You may know, you may think that, I mean, he's having a wedding. No, there's something that makes him. It's moving. But you see, if you are not mature, <laughs> mature people, they are dealing with things that if you get to know, you will cry for them. If your mother should let you know the things she's going through, you will even not take breakfast. If your father should let you know what she's going through, you will want to sell your shoes to help your father. But they don't tell you, mature people, it's like... It's not all rosy, but they will not let you know. Be able to go through maturity. Amen. Amen. And what is the last one? To be fruitful, that's number eight. Yeah. You know that if you are not fruitful, then you are not a strong Christian. 
It takes strength to be fruitful. Amen. Amen. And the last one. To be in the state of readiness to die. To meet your God. You need to, if you are matured, you see, if you are, if you are young, even if you see coughing, you'll be afraid of it. <laughs> you'll be afraid of coughing. But mature people, hmm? yeah, a strong Christian, somebody who he knows that he will not be here forever. That's why they do their will. If you're a strong Christian, you know that if you don't die, the rapture will happen. You know that this earth is not our home. One day it will all be over. You leave knowing that this is not where we are going to stay. But you see, people who are not strong Christians, they don't prepare for eternity. They don't prepare. If you are a strong Christian, you, need, you begin to prepare that what is going to happen when we cross over to the other side. Hallelujah. So these are the nine things that makes a person a strong Christian. Amen. Amen. Are you there? So last week, by the grace of God, we started by looking at, now, you see, so we have just seen the nine things. Now we want to go into it and find out what it means. The first one, to develop a deeper Christian life. So how do we develop a Christian, deeper Christian life? Do, do you understand? It's just like saying, that, oh, a matric person should do maths. English, listen, do you understand? The father you mentioned, it doesn't mean maths. When we take the maths, there are topics. Do you understand? We have set, we have algebra, we have construction, we have what? Trig, geometry, analytical geometry, what again? Calculus, and what again? Huh? Financial maths. Yeah, so the maths that you see, the maths, when you see that they say somebody has passed maths, you don't know what it means. He has done financial maths, algebra, trig, <laughs> uh, calculus. He's done so probability. He's done so many things. So when we say that to be a strong Christian means that you have developed a deeper Christian life, what does it mean? How do we develop stronger Christian life? Hallelujah. Amen. How many understand what we are? Yeah, so we are taking it one by one. So the first one we looked at is how to develop a strong Christian life. Amen. Amen. And what was the first one, the first thing to do to develop a strong Christian life? Develop what? Deep roots. And the Bible says... The Bible says in Luke chapter 8, Luke chapter 8, is it there in your Bible? Reading from verse number 10, what does the Bible say? Quickly, we need to. Quickly, verse number 10. And he said unto them, it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but unto others in parables that seeing they might not see and hearing they might not understand. So he told a parable, the parable of a sower. A sower went to sow, and when he sowed the seeds, some fell on the wayside, some fell by the uh, thorny places, some fell in a good place, and some also fell where? 
on a tonic ground. Hmm? Wayside. Where are the four places that the seed fell? Good soil. Wayside. Stony ground. And tonic ground. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, look, it says that when you hear preaching and he began to explain, the people did not understand. They said, look, to you, it is given to you to understand the mysteries. Then he began to explain to them that the, the sower is the preacher. The farmer is the preacher. And what he sows, the preaching I'm preaching, is the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And so anytime preaching comes, there are two, uh, four different hearts, two, four different situations that the word of God is confronted with. Some people, they are wayside. That when they hear the word, instantly, the devil comes and takes the word. Even as you are preaching, the devil is letting them go on their uh, 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 phone. They, they are doing WhatsApp. They are doing things to do. So they will hear. The guy is saying something, but they don't even hear what they, they are saying. By the time you have finished, they don't even know what was happening. They come to church. They will sing. They will praise. When it comes to the word of God, they begin to doze. They begin to doze off. I said, these are the group of people that when you sow the word, the devil, no, he doesn't send demons. The devil, Satan comes himself. You should understand why it is difficult for people to come to church. Why people even Christmas that they should put Christ in their life? Because the devil always will want you not to have the word of God. Are you here? Yeah. Like the, if it comes to preaching, you see that people start yawning. They begin to yawn. Meanwhile, they, their eyes were open, watching things. But when the word is coming, then suddenly they are remembering, when I leave you, what am I going to eat? Hey, did I put the iron off or I left the iron? You are sitting here. We are preaching and you are thinking about the iron. You are, as we are talking now, you have opened the fridge already. You are watching. Hey, nobody should touch the things in my fridge. When I go and they have touched it, the way, you see, I'm preaching, but you are deciding the fight that you are going to fight with somebody. You are the wayside. You are here. You are already in church. As you are preaching, you, are, you look at the person sitting by and say, her dress is nicer than mine. Look at mine. You can't even hear what is happening. You can't even hear what is happening. As you are preaching, you are now setting your watch. It's now that you want to send a WhatsApp. It's not that you have remembered that, hey, 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 hey. This person said he was going to call me. Hey. That's why sometimes you see that a preaching is going on in somebody where the person will be liberated, will be set free, then he has a stray call. See that somebody takes a phone, goes out and, you are a guy, when you go out and you hear, hello, is that Sylvia? Sylvia. So, ah. Because the devil knows that you were about to receive a word. That was going to change your life. So he sends somebody, he gives your number to somebody to call you so that you move out. By the time you come, what was supposed to change your life would have passed. So you come to church over and over, but no change. Your sickness, your pain, your condition has not changed. 
Then he said, the second group of people where the, the, the stony ground. So that's where we are rocky or stony ground. Verse number 13, is it, is it there? Bible said, they on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy. Hallelujah. They say, pastor, preach. Preach, preacher, preachers. The preaching is doing me. You are preaching good, pastor. You are preaching like a house on fire. My, my, my. Pastor, you are dialing my number. The preaching looks nice on you. You were born for this. Go deeper, preacher. They receive the word. They are not angry with the word. They receive it with joy. Which when they hear, receive the word with joy. Put it in verse number 13. But these have no roots. These people, the problem they have is that the only time they open the Bible is when they come to church. They don't have Bibles of their own. Their Bible is on the church screen. Yeah. So if they don't come to church, they don't have a Bible. They don't know the difference between Matthew and Revelation. These are the people that they can tell you that ah, the uh, pastor was preaching from the book of Abraham. Where, to them, every name in the Bible is a book. Yeah. The book of Abraham. Oh, they, then they will. You see, this, this group of people, say, they receive the word with joy. With joy. They are saying, wow, I like, I like the example that Pastor gave. It's nice. But there is no roots. Stony places. Stony places. Can you see the uh, pavement that we have over here? Yeah. If you put little uh, uh, soil on it, and you put a seed in it, the seed will begin to grow. Do you understand? But when it comes up, you see, you will be happy. You'll be, you see that there wouldn't be any sign that this thing is not going to grow. You see that within three days to a week, it has, it has a, a green leaf. It's coming, you can see. But when they come up, now the roots should be able to support it. But beyond that little soil is the pavement. Beyond that little soil is the rock. And the roots cannot go through the rock. They cannot penetrate. So they cannot. So there are people who are happy. They receive the word. They are happy with the word. Oh, this word is nice. But because they don't read their Bible, because they don't have any other knowledge about the Bible, the Bible is the soil. The word of God is the soil. Hallelujah. The knowledge of the word is the soil. So when you hear the word, you see that you have read something. So that word that you hear, connect to what you have already heard. And connect to what you also heard somebody preaching. And connect with the quiet time that you had. So you see that one word that you had, it is developing roots. How many have been there that you see that Pastor is preaching, but is preaching. You are even having other preachings that he's not preaching. You are hearing other messages. You are having, it's like there's a lot of roots. 
there's a lot of ground because you read a story that looked like this. You read a story that was like this. You read it. So he's talking about something, but you can see, oh, this scripture can also support it. There's also a nice one. So it means that the person is not a rocky place. He has read the Bible. He has a story in Genesis, a story in Exodus, a story in Acts. Different stories that has formed the ground. That's from the ground. And when he hears, the root begins to go in. So, wow, I will support this scripture with this. I will support this. Like as I was talking about, uh, what do you call it? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor. If you, you really, really know, and you have read, you begin to see other scriptures that support this. Yeah. You begin, behold, I give you power over every power to tread upon serpent of mind. You can see that, wow. So we also, uh, so those who have been given power are those who are strong. You begin to see that for this purpose, the son of man was manifested to destroy. You, you begin to see other scriptures that actually aligns with whatever we are saying. And it develops, you become strong in it. And you can preach the same message and support it with so much evidence from the Bible because you have roots and the root has gone into the soil and not into a rock. But the Bible said, these are they, when they hear the word, receive the word with joy. And these have no roots, which for a while believe and in the time of temptation fall away. So because they are on rock, they are on the pavement, you see them, they've received happily, they are doing well. But let the sun come. Let even rain, which is supposed to give them nutrients, to wash them away. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So what was supposed to even let them do well will take them away. Yeah. Rain that comes to make grasses and other can wash those who are on rocky places. Because there was no root. And if you are here in Cape Town, you notice that the Cape Town winds. I say Cape Town winds can, can remove even tree that the roots. Yeah. Have you, have you seen that the, I mean, it rains and in the morning you see big tree have been uprooted in Cape Town. Yeah, a force on Cape Town winds are not just physical, they are also spiritual. If you don't allow your roots. Many people were contemplating a suicide, committed suicide in Cape Town. Many people were contemplating, they don't know whether they are a boy or a girl. When they came here, they became homosexuals. Many people, I'm telling you, Cape Town, be very careful. You better have roots. <laughs> you better know the word of God. Because everything here is as I say, it's in essence. Are you here? Amen. So to develop deeper root, and that's what we did. And you begin to know that because we have uh, judgment that's coming, judgment is coming, whatever you are, you are doing, you need to do because you don't have all day. Even if you want, a time will come, you notice that you need to check out. Your time is up. You need to pack and go. It is appointed unto man once to die and after that judgment. 
you need to develop roots. And like one preacher said, he said, if you are part of humanity, there will be a day that you will need a miracle. You can amass wealth. You can have money. But there are things that will happen in this life that you can see the money cannot buy. It will take your connection with God. I remember uh, one of our sisters. She saw her sister going through something. and said, no, no, what you are going through, you need to be prayed for. Said, my sister is going through so much. She has developed cancer here. Relationship is not working. This and that. will you please pray for? There's something that you can't pay with money. There's something, and the devil knows. Hello, Hi. are you here? Can you see me? <laughs> if you your roots are deeper, you understand why you do what you, you do. And I want everybody here. How many of us speak in tongues? Yeah, I want to give you an assignment. Find out why you speak in tongues. The scriptures that talks about speaking in tongues. Hello? Hi. Yeah. Today you've given an offering. You pay your tithe. I want you to get the scriptures. That makes you do what you do. That is what it means to have a deeper roots. One day when, when, when you, your shoe is broken and you have your tithe, you will not use your tithe for your shoe. Because you understand. One day when somebody comes and tells you that is the, is the, uh, speaking in tongues not for the apostles, there are preachers who go around, they say that, oh, healing and other things were only for apostles. I said, you are a lazy pastor. You are just lazy. The, the, the strength and what it takes to be spiritual, you can't. That's why you are just escaping. Because to stay in your room, one place, and be talking to God, who seems not to be answering? You are praying to a God that doesn't say, okay, I have heard. <laughs> you are praying. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't say anything. Hey! And you need to read his word to know what he's saying. You have read and read. Some you don't understand. Some you understand. Those you understand, you don't know when you should do it. What it takes to wait on important person. You are lazy. You cannot do that. So, so the, no, no miracle. No healing. Because what it takes for you to have a miracle. What it takes for you to see a vision. What it takes for you to be able to help people who are sick. You are too lazy to do it. That's why you just want to come out that, oh, uh, healing and miracle was for the apostles. But right here. One day when this same pastor is sick and you see that he's looking for somebody to pray for him. Are you here? Number two. What it means to develop or how to develop or have a deeper Christian life. Number two. So last week we did only number one. Is that not it? Yeah. Number two is to be filled. Be filled. Tell somebody, be filled. Yeah. Tell another person, be filled. Yeah. yeah. To develop a, a deeper Christian life. You see, even this tree, even this uh, tree over here, we couldn't have put it, we couldn't have placed it just here without anything. It will not stand it, you see. Do you understand? 
So we've put something over here and we have stuck it in. Are you there? When you have an empty barrel, when you have an empty barrel, we can put uh, something empty here. You beat it. Even wind can carry it away if it is not filled. Amen. Amen. To have a deeper Christian life means you are filled. And there are things that you must be filled of. Hallelujah. Turn your uh, Bibles with me to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Can we read from verse number 20? Go to 21. Okay. When a strong man armed keepeth his uh, palace, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divided his fall. Continue. He that is not with me is against me, and he that is he that gathered not with me scatter it. Okay, 24. So from the 24 Bible says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and finding none. He said, I will return unto my house whence I came out. And when he cometh and find the place or find it swept and garnished, garnished means that decorated. Do you understand? Garnish. Then goeth he and taketh to him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Can you see? So this is us, before we got born again, I'm talking about how to develop a deeper. Jesus was the one speaking. This is not Thomas and it's not Judas. This is the words of Jesus. He was telling us that when somebody gets born again, maybe before he got born again, he was drinking. He was smoking. He was into boyfriend, girlfriend. He was into lies. Are you here? But when he gets born again, what happens is that his spirit is recreated. The, the evil spirit, whatever he was doing, the, that power of God, take that one out. Hallelujah. And Bible said, that spirit that comes out. How many notice that since you got born again, your behavior has become better than it used to be? Hello? Do I have a witness? Or it's become worse? Better. How about your dressing? Your language? Your character? Yeah. So Bible says that, but this same person, me and you, if we don't fill, we don't fill our hearts, our spirit, our mind with the word of God, the things that were making us lie, the things that were making us fornicate, the things that were making us do all the wrong things, that spirit will go and look for places. But if they don't find, they will come and see where they came from. Where they came from. And when they come and see that, ah, the person is born again, all right. But there's no word of God. He's not filled. 
said that demon will go and call seven other spirits that are more wicked than himself. He said, look, let us develop deeper roots. Let us put uh, super glue. Let us be here. Let us stay here. I don't want to come out again. That's why he goes and calls seven other spirits so that they will come and inhabit or enter into the person who was just lying or he was just a scully. Now he becomes an arm robber. He was just doing once a year fornication. Now he becomes a prostitute. He was just smoking. Now he takes to weed and drugs. Sniffing something. He was just a petty thief. Now he becomes an organized. So the people, our friends, our loved ones who are born again, if you don't want to endanger their lives, we need to help them. It is better for them to do what they are doing if you are not ready to help them. Because when they get born again and we don't allow them to be filled with the word of God, we destroy their lives. We destroy their lives. That is why when you help somebody to get born again, you as a person, you need to disciple the person. Don't just get somebody to come to church and say that, go to the new believer school. Yes, he will go. But what about you? You who invited the person have the ability to teach the person how to have a quiet time. How to have a, an all night with the person. Show the person how to read the Bible. Have a Bible study. Don't just invite people, come to church, come and see my pastor. What about you? Hello? If we don't rise up and help people that are born again, we are destroying their lives. How many know somebody who was here, who was born again, he backslided and his life was worse than before? Have you seen one before? No, I'm not, not because I'm saying, have you seen somebody who was doing something? He got born again, came to church, and something made the person backslide. And the person became worse than before. Are you sure? Have you seen one before? Yes. Yeah, that's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus So to develop a deeper Christian life is to be filled. Be filled with the word of God. Hallelujah. Are you here? So seven things that you must be filled with. One, be filled with the fullness of God. Can you see that even when we're reading the first scripture, it said that put on the whole armor of God. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse number 19, the Bible says, the Bible says, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye may be filled with all the fullness of God. Hallelujah. You need to be filled with the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. You need to be filled with the fullness of God. That's what it means. Be filled with the faithfulness of God. Be filled with the presence of God. Be filled with the love of God. Be filled with the truth, the word of God. Be filled. Fill your life with something that is of God. Hallelujah. The fullness of God. You need to be full of God. Hallelujah. Number two. Quick. Then we'll be out of here. Number two. You need to be filled with the Spirit. Number two. 
Maybe the first one you, you need to ask yourself, when you think about God, what are the attributes of God? What are the attributes of God? Hello? What are the attributes of God? It's faithful. It's what? It's loving. It's merciful. It's kind. It's gracious. It's patient. It's just. What again? It's merciful. Uh huh. Oh. He's holy. Yes. Hey. He's a good father. Okay. Righteous. What again? Compassionate. Uh huh. Slow to anger. So be full of the fullness of God. Amen. Be full of it, the fullness of God. So whatever you are mentioning, whatever you are mentioning, make sure that you are also just. Now that you are born again, two people cannot do the same work and you give one ten run and you give other one one ten. You are not just. You are not just. Just mean be fair. Be merciful. Yeah, because of what this person has done, he gossip about you. In your old days, you would have removed. Hey, one day a lady. I'm looking for a lady with a, a pencil hill. Who has a pencil hill? A pointer there. There's a lady. Hey, some ladies are wild. I don't know who gave birth to them. You have? Uh-huh. A lady was fighting with another lady. She came out of a taxi. She, then she did like this. She removed. Then used here. Her, 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 her fellow lady, the hill, went into the head. So I told her she would be sad. And she removed it. And another one. Oh, hey, and the blood was coming like that. I said, wow. Wow. This lady should have been a man. <laughs> She used the hill, knocked the head, bah! then the blood, then she removed it, another one. Bah! By the church and people, are, I said, no, 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 this lady, she has something. Are you here? Yeah. Somebody has gossip about you. This was your nature. When you look at it, you want to knock the head for the, the hill to sink deep. But when you look at them, you begin to cry. That me? Is it me that you have done? So the crying that you are crying is not like the pain, but it's like who this person is bringing me to. You are bringing the old man. You are bringing, you are, you are letting something come on. You are letting something. You, you want myself to come. Then you, you blink your eye, you see that you are crying. Then she rather thinks that, yeah, I've got her. But she doesn't know that the new you does not allow the mercies of God. You are now full of God. You can understand all the things you've done that God did not kill you. God even did not disgrace you. Then you say that it's like something of God has rubbed on you. You say, oh, let it be. They have spoken 
lies about you, gossip about you, say, ah, don't, won't you correct them? Won't you say that? It's okay. okay. It's okay. okay. doesn't matter. Even when they say I have done, I have not done, I, I don't need to say it. I don't want to. It's okay. It's okay. And that is how God is. Look at things that we have said against God. He never tried to prove himself. He has blessed us, but we curse him. When wrong things happen, we say, it is God. When, but he doesn't say anything. You, you just do. But there are people that cannot let things pass. No, 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 I want to prove. I want to call. I want you to know. I want you to know that I am not what you are saying. I want you to know that I, I, I have not slept with uh, 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 the, this guy. Meanwhile, you have slept with somebody else. Not that you have not slept, but they got the person wrong. That is, that is what makes you more uh, powerful. Are you here? Jesus was numbered with the thieves. When you are counting the thieves on the cross, thief one, they were thief two, thief three. He did not say that, hey, I am sinless. Everybody, I'm dying because... No, no, no. They crucify him among the thieves. He never even explained that I'm not a thief. Some of the thieves say, look, if you say you are God, then deliver yourself and you can help us. All these people, they move around deceiving people. You see, you, you see, you see where you are now. If you say you are the son of God, then come out, then you can also... Thieves were now rebuking and talking. He did not even tell him that, look, I don't like what you are doing. I am perfect man. No, 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 whatever you say. I think that God allowed. There are so many things. God is like a referee who cannot see well. Yeah, he doesn't whistle. There's no infringement. You, the way you have behaved, even from the time you got born again, if God were to whistle by now, you wouldn't you be dead? If God was to whistle for infringement, penalty, uh, free kick, after you were born again, not even before, after when you were tongue talking, new jacking, Holy Ghost baptized. Church attending, worshiping and emotional crying. Oh, I love you, Lord. You come and say, I love you. Oh, Lord, thank you. Hey. Even what you did yesterday, not last year, yesterday, if God were to take his rod and say he's measuring his marking, you notice that. So why has somebody done something to you and you, you will not let it pass? Look at the number of times that God has let you pass. If God were to give you recompense for your doing, by now, you have HIV, you have COVID, your hair will be removed. You, you know, your skin will not be, everything will be against you. Somebody has done, you need to have the fullness of God. You just need to behave like God. That you know what? I will be like a dumb or blind or I, I, I can't see. I can't see. 
I can't see, I can't hear, I can't. It's like, would you say something? When they arrested Jesus and they were beating him, they asked him, won't you speak? He said, it's okay. You just do. The only time Jesus corrected them is when they said that, don't you know that I have power to say, no, 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 no. If you come to power, don't start. You don't have any power at all. I still have power, but I just, he just corrected them and continue, continue beating him. How can you have so much power? It's just like, listen carefully, it's just like you in your strength with your shoe and you are there and ants, they are eating you alive, they are biting you. They are biting you. See how painful it is. They are biting you small, small. Oh, let them eat. Let them eat. They are are biting you small, small like that. You are not dead. Plenty of them, they are doing it. The, the ants don't know that you have a power. You can take your slippers and thousands of them will die. You just do like this. You are so, I'm telling you, that is how God in dealing with us. Amen. Yeah, that's how God, but he allowed us. We are beating him. We are slapping. We are doing something. It's okay. You. And he told Peter, don't think that I cannot call on 12 legions of angels to come and intervene. I can't, but I have. So there are things that you can do it. There are things that you can answer. You can also insult. You can also fight back. But you just allow the fullness of God that I have assumed God. I just will not speak. Hallelujah. That is what it means to develop a deeper Christian life. Are you going to respond to everything? No. Sometimes, can I tell you something? There's no need even to argue. Do you know that you wash your shirt? Your destiny? Sometimes the whole shirt is not dirty. It's just the armpit. Yeah. Sometimes what they are saying is not fully true. They understand. But you want to correct that. No, no, no. No, no. It's like, you get it. It's like, no, it's not like that. You want to prove that all they are saying is not 100% true. Even if there's 5% true, there's truth in it. Just like you wash your whole dress. Because of 5% death, you should also allow it. But the way they are saying the thing, you can say, no, it is not like that. But you will just prove that, okay, only part. <laughs> only part is true. Just correct yourself and continue. Number two, be filled with the Spirit. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 18, the Bible says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to destruction or, de- or debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. The King James will say, do not be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be being filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. I see you being filled with the Spirit. Amen. Instead of drinking wine, rather be filled with the Spirit. Be more anointed. Be speaking in tongues in the morning. Be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. Don't be the kind of a Christian that when you are praying, you watch here, nobody is there, you release two strings of tongues. Hey, Lord, I I thank you. I thank you. Then 
It's like we will pray for a long time. When you become excited and you release two uh, tongues, yalabababa. Then you watch. Nobody is coming and say, yes, I thank you, Lord. I thank you. No, 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 no. You need to be filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. You rise up from your bed. It's a man, Santalaba. Hey, Yabariande. Thank you, Jesus. Moka Bande. You are, you, you are in the washroom. You are bathing. Mahuta, Liando, Suta, Haya, Mo. You're always speaking and be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. You enter into the taxi. Mahata, Moka Sante, Limo Huta. I'm telling you. Be filled with the Spirit. Yeah, be filled. Always speaking in tongues. Always. Even eating. You swallow the thing, then you, you speak some two tongues. Mahata, Roka Sante. Then you continue. I'm telling you. You're about to sing. You speak in tongues. You're about to sleep. You say, let me pray for some 30 minutes only in tongues. Be filled with the Spirit. Don't be somebody that when we ask you, do you pray in tongues? Then he said, yes. No. When we say, do you pray in tongues? You release it. Maha. Motabaya sante. Mrosakabaka. Talabande. You cannot be there in your residence in the school and somebody is narrowing you. It's brought a, a girl or a boy. Speaking tongues. The guy cannot have erection. You, you notice that. Sure. You are there. You, if somebody is trying to smoke, you also pray in tongues. Be filled with the spirits. If you are not ashamed to smoke, I'm not ashamed to speak in tongues. If you can, you can, you want to uh, come and sleep with somebody in our room, you'll be there. You see that I'm also speaking in tongues. I will cross my leg. You see, you know, you know, you notice that you, you can't have erection. You, you, you can't do what you want to do. And you are there. You are not filled with the spirit. You are lying here. And somebody is sleeping with your... Ah! Where? Be filled with the spirit. And you, you need to speak it like you mean it. Sometimes you speak the tongues with question marks. Mahuta aye. Mashotaka sakate. Mokotole maha. Liando, 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 Liando sote. You speak in tongues. You are comfortable with speaking in tongues. Not that you are about to speak in tongues. Stop that rope. Release some tongues right now. Release some tongues. Mando le masataka kabakata. Hey, mahuta sante. In the name of Jesus. You move from here, you go home. Before you enter the room, you release some tongues. Mahata ande. Mosaka bahatasa. In the name of Jesus. I bind every demons. Every power, darkness, out! Your boss is here, Mahata. Be filled with the spirit. Yeah. Be extraordinary. Yeah. Let everybody see. If you don't do that, people, wrong people will come and propose to you. A Christian like you. Nobody knows you are a Christian. Drug addicts are the ones proposing to you. It's, 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 it's been ashamed that you are, you are even, 
They, they can't see the difference between you and other people. You should be speaking in tongues. And if you have spoken in tongues enough, you see that you wouldn't have fallen prey. You wouldn't have fallen in love with somebody you went to pray to. Speak in tongues. See that the, the, the devil cannot give you any false uh, erection. You are talking to a lady as, as though you want to witness. But I can see there's some inordinate. Be filled with the spirit. Mahata. Man, you see that it brings your mind under control. The body is pressed. You regain the presence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. That is what it means to be deeper. Number three. Be filled with the knowledge of his will. You need to be filled with the knowledge of the will of God. In Colossians chapter 1 verse number 9, the Bible says, For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Amen. Amen. The knowledge of God's will. You know, some people always want to say, I want God to use me. The use of God, God starts using you. The work of God in your life starts with you. See, sometimes people say, oh, I want want God to use me to preach. I want God, all those things will happen. But God starts using you when you stop lying. When you stop doing wrong things and you begin to know what God, the purpose of God for even your body. So people who have not allowed the will of God to be done in their body, they are not ready for the will of God to be done through them. The will of God and the knowledge of his will in your body must be first before the will of God for other people through you. Hello? Yeah. The will of God. This is the will of God, even your sanctification. Where is that scripture? The will of God for you is your sanctification. Purifying yourself. Hallelujah. It is the will of God that as you become saints, fornication will not be named even once among you. Ephesians 5, from verse number 1 to 3. Said we should be like the children of God. We should walk like God. And as we become saints, fornication should not be even one named amongst us. Like a lady who goes to fornicate all around and he comes and asks you. But pastor, the Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. <laughs> this is your scripture that you, you are... De- The will of God for you is your sanctification. So it's like, and people quote scriptures. So. People quote scriptures after they have willingly done the wrong thing. So, but I need to count it joy because I have fallen. <laughs> hey! Okay. Number three. So the knowledge of the will of God. Amen. What? Is the knowledge of his will. What will God have you? You need to know that you are not a mistake. The circumstance surrounding your birth may not be pleasant, but you are certainly not a mistake. Amen. Amen. You need to know that you were 
manufactured in heaven. You may have been assembled on earth. God created the one that was created. Your spirit comes from God. Your body may have to come from your mother and your father, essentially. Do you understand? Whether through rape or through a mistake or whatever, that is the assembling plant. But you were created, manufactured in heaven. Amen. So no matter who your mother is, your father is, live above every reproach and know that you are not a mistake. If God did not create you, you will not be around. And if God has created me, then there must be a purpose for my life. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where I have been manufactured. Some of the cars over here, assembling plants are done in so many places. But the manufacturer, if we say Toyota, Toyota is the manufacturer. Where they assemble it is not the, 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 the most important thing. Whatever they manufacture is according to Toyota's standards. They have done the pattern for every part. Everything was done by Toyota. But some of the assembling practices in South Africa, some in Germany, some in America, some in Japan. Hallelujah. It's not important. What is important is who manufactured it. Are you here? Yeah. So you need to understand. When you understand this, you can never be depressed. You know that it doesn't matter what you are going through. God has a hand in your existence. If I was not created by God, I can't exist. And if God created me, then there's a purpose for my life. I'm not a mistake. Just like complaining that I wish I was assembled in uh, Germany. I wish I was assembled in Japan or the U.S. It doesn't matter. It's the same manufacturers. It's the same. Hallelujah. The most important thing is God. It's God who has created you. Amen. Amen. I think that we need to go. The last one for today is be filled with joy. You need to be filled with joy. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wow. Second Timothy 1.4 says, Greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of, this, of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. Hallelujah. Amen. The scripture says that our Christianity, okay, is not in food and drink, but it's what? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The permanent feature of a Christian is joy. You need to be full of joy. You need to be full of joy. Anytime you don't have joy, it means you don't have peace. Anytime you don't have peace, it means something is not right. Are you here? Don't forget, this is like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Trace it. You need to trace it. Anytime you see that you are not joyful, the reason why you don't have joy is because you don't have peace. And you don't have peace because there's something that is not right. So righteousness produces peace. When you are right with God, you have the peace of God or peace of mind. 
And when you have peace, the next thing will be joy. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you don't even need to struggle with it. You want to know what what you are doing. God will have, do you have peace about it? If you don't have peace about it, it will not bring joy. Any time you have, that's why the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. Hallelujah. That joy, your righteousness. See, when you do, how many have been there that you were happy that you've done the right thing? And when you did the right thing, you see that you were not worried. And if you are not worried, it means you have peace of mind. And that peace of mind translates into joy. So anytime you don't have joy, it means there's no peace. It means there's something that you have not done right or you are not doing right. So it takes away your peace. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah, so you need to be filled with joy. And the way to be filled with joy is take it easy. Just be sure that you are doing the right thing. You know that when you do the right thing, you can sleep and sleep. Hello? Ah. But if you don't do the right thing, even when you are sleeping, you are still thinking. Your eyes may be closed, but you see that the mind is still working. Have you been there? Yeah. The, the computer is on hibernation, but the processor is still working. Shh. The eyes is closed, but you are, you are not asleep. Have you been there that your eyes is closed, but you are thinking more than with your eyes opened? Yeah. You are always looking over your shoulder. Do the right thing. Hallelujah. I said, do the right thing. You, if you like, do experiment. Get two friends and let say that let do this. Let do that. And when do the right thing with one and do the wrong thing with it, you notice that you you don't have peace about this. And when you don't have peace about that, you see that you are there's no joy. And when you know that you've done the right thing to your brother, you have a certain peace, meeting him, talking to him, and that brings a certain joy. Amen. Amen. So what if you're a Christian? Let me tell you this. This earth is the valley of the shadow of death. When the psalmist says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Hallelujah. This whole earth, there are different things that can take. We are walking, look at the COVID. The shadow of death. We are going through the valley of the shadow of death. And the way to go through this is to have constant joy. Hallelujah. If your joy reduces, Charlie, you are about to enter into a situation. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anytime your joy, even if you get common code, it can become complicated. But when you are high-spirited, you have peace and you have joy, things that should destroy will not destroy you. I'm telling you. So make sure, make sure that you have the joy of the Lord. Be filled with joy. By praying, sometimes when you have prayed, when you have read your Bible, when you have done the right thing, see that you become extra peaceful and you have joy. I pray that joy will be a permanent feature. You see, happiness is as a result of what is happening. But joy has no got any formula. 
Joy is as a result of the peace of mind and as a result of the right thing you've done. Hallelujah. Amen. You may not have money, but you'll be joyful. Amen. You may not be working, but you'll be joyful. Amen. You may not be married, but you'll be joyful more than somebody who is married. I'm telling you. Sometimes that people don't even understand. Why is this person always joyful? He has the peace of God. And it translates into joy. Hallelujah. Amen. And now the ladies and the guys, they are becoming more intelligent too. They are becoming, so you better be joyful because a person that is not married who is already not happy. Hey, you want to go and marry a problem. If the person is not happy alone, how can he be happy with you? She's alone. Nobody is even worrying her. She's always moody. You want to go and take that, buy that problem with Lobola? No, take your time. <laughs> Look at people who are joyful, who are happy. Yeah. Before you make a move. Hallelujah. I see you having a deeper Christian walk. I see you walking deeper in the name of Jesus. Are you going to be filled with the knowledge of his word? Are you going to be filled with the fullness? Will you be filled with the will of God? Amen. And will you be filled with the joy? May joy be your portion. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I said, weeping may endure for a night, joy will come. Amen. I see you smiling again. Amen. I said, I see you smiling again. Amen. Yeah, and one of these days you see that you are crying, but it will not be tears of pain, but it will be tears of joy. Amen. When you see where God has taken you, and how he's brought you through to stand here. You'll be shedding tears. Said, oh, how can God love me so much? Uh, Lord, how can you love me? No, it's too much. The love is too much. You've done more than enough. May joy, may you be filled with joy. Amen. May you be filled with his knowledge. May you be filled with his fullness. And may you be filled with the spirit. Makatala Bahaya. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. All right. Close your eyes and let's pray. Father, we thank you for this great opportunity we have to hear from you and to learn of you. Thank you that we will be deeper in our Christian walk. That, Lord, we will not be like a plant that is on a rock. Help us to have deeper roots. As we read, as we pray, as we have our quiet time, as we listen to preaching, Lord, may we have deeper roots in the name of Jesus. And Lord, fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your presence. Fill us with your fullness. Fill us with your knowledge, the knowledge of your will. And fill us with joy. We thank you and we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So with your eye closed, if you are here, somebody invited you or you came by yourself. But you want to say, Pastor, I can see there's no joy in my life. Things have not gone well. Even on the day that I am paid, I don't have joy. I want to receive Jesus Christ of Nazareth as my Savior. I want his blood to wash me, to cleanse me, to purge me. Yes, if this is what you are saying, 
Lift only your right hand and I'll pray with you. I want to say, Pastor, pray with me. Pray for me. I give myself to Jesus. I give myself. There is no need to take sleeping tablets from today. The joy of the Lord will be there. Yeah. Yeah. People are taking medication in order to sleep. People are confused. They are taking different medication. They are worried. They are depressed. They are struggling. They are stressed. But from this very moment, the joy of the Lord will be your portion. You will be filled with joy. You will be filled with His Spirit. You will be filled with His knowledge about His will. And you will be filled with the fullness of God. You will say, let it go. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If He thinks I am this, it doesn't matter. I leave it to God. That shall be your story. That shall be your story. You will be a deeper Christian. God bless you. With your right hand lifted, I want us to pray. Keep it lifted. Keep it lifted. You want to be born again. You want to experience this joy. This, this joy, the peace that comes from God. When you do the right thing, you have the peace of mind. And that peace of mind will translate into the joy of the Lord. And that joy will be your strength. You can carry on and nothing shall put you down. Thank you, Father, for every hand that is lifted. I pray with my friends and my brothers and my sisters that this afternoon, the grace of God that brings salvation will appear unto them. Lord, oh God, as they've lifted their hands to acknowledge you, Lord, oh God, may you also acknowledge them on that day before your Father and before your angels. Lord, they have not denied you on this earth. And therefore, we pray that on that day, you will not deny them. I pray for their lives. I pray for their health. I pray for whatever they are doing, that, Lord, you step in, that you cause them to be righteous, that you give them peace, and your joy will be their portion. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please, with your hands lifted, I want you to move and come to me here. My brother, come. My brother, yes. Move and come. You lifted your hand. Quickly, quickly. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. My sister, from the back, right here. Right here. God bless you. God bless you. Come. Come from the back. Come everywhere today. Whether it is sickness, whether it is pain, whatever it is, it will be over. It will be over. It will be over. Allah. It will be over. You cannot be sick. Whatever the enemy has done in your life, whatever the enemy has done, God will turn it around. If you are still coming, I'm waiting for you. Move and come. Move and come. I feel a certain touch in my heart. It's like I will make them righteous. I will give them peace of mind. And I will let them have joy. People will not understand. They will ask, from when does these people have this great joy? And they will say, it is the joy of the Lord. It is the joy. Please, those in front here, say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, this afternoon, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me and wash me with your blood. I am sorry of all my sins. I am sorry of all my mistakes. From this moment, Lord Jesus, I accept you into my heart as the Son of God. I believe in you 
I believe in you. You are my savior. You are my Lord. You are my master. Please write my name in your book of life. From today, I am yours. From today, I belong to you. From today, I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my life. From now, I belong to you. I love you, Jesus. Wash me and cleanse me with your blood. With your blood. With your blood. I am holy. I am pure. In the name of Jesus. Say, Satan, from now, I don't belong to you. I belong to God. And I will follow Jesus all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for saving my life through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And amen. Father, I pray for your children. Be filled with the Spirit now. Be filled with the Spirit. You begin to speak in language that you have not learned. It's called the Holy Ghost. It will begin to flow. It will begin to bubble. Ah, kaya baraba. Open your mouth and let it flow. Mahatakata. Katakata kata. Rokata bando rokata sakata. Be filled. Be filled. That is it. That is it. I lose the tongue. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. My brother, my sister, begin to pray. Mahata bando rokataka. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Let the Spirit of God fill you. Every pain, every sickness, every condition, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. For who the Son shall set free shall be free indeed. I declare them as free. Whatever is against them, Lord, I rebuke it. Let their lives never be the same. Lord, use them for your glory. Tag their life. Perfect their life. And Lord, when all is said and done, let us see each other in heaven. We thank you and we bless you for what you've done. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Okay. Who is on duty? Who is there? Okay, uh, please stand. Let me help you to stand. My sister, stand. God bless you. God bless you. The decision you've taken is the best decision you've taken all your life. You will never regret it. One day when all is said and done, we will see each other in heaven. Hallelujah. The decision to go to school made us able to write and to read. The decision to work, put food on our table. But this decision will take us one day to heaven. And you will never regret. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, Anda, I want our brother to go with you. They are going to pray for you. You begin to speak in tongues. They will get your name also so that they register you to be part of the church. And they will tell you and give you. Can we have a book for them? Do we have how to pray? Yeah, they are going to give you a gift 
a book. It's about 150, but it will be free for you. Take it. It's going to be a blessing in your life. You know. So please, let's follow. Put your hands together. You come right back. Let's go with them. Anda, go with them as well. Go with them. Go. Hallelujah. The rest of us, let us pray. Father, we pray that as these ones have moved from darkness into you today, we will also be deeper in our walk with you. May we be deeper, deeper. May our roots go deep. May nothing be able to uproot us. And Lord, fill us with your knowledge, with your fullness, with your joy, and Lord, with your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by the word of God. Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.